You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Coming to you from Podcast Detroit, it's Heard, your food, beverage, and hospitality podcast. Heard is a collaboration between the Hungry Dudes, Nick Drinks, and the Detroit Optimist Society. Each week, we interview industry professionals about issues related to food, beverage, and hospitality. Please take a moment to subscribe to Heard through the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, SoundCloud, or however you subscribe to your podcasts. Write a review and let us know what you think. For additional content, including awesome videos and photos, visit HerdPodcast.com, like Herd Podcast on Facebook, and follow at Herd Podcast on Instagram. We appreciate your support and hope you enjoy this week's episode of Herd. Hello, friends, and welcome to Herd, your food, beverage, and hospitality podcast. I'm Joe Hakeem, and tonight I'm joined by Vato, hey, Nick, Hola. and the founder of Peas and Carrots Hospitality, Zach Sklar. Hey. Hey, Zach. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Awesome. All right. So let's get started with a couple things. First things first, we got a nice bottle, 1792 single barrel uh, store pick from uh, our friends over at Keg and Wine in Redford. So Michigan. this is 200 and some years old? Yeah. It's, it's, it's an old really bottle. smooth. <laughs> um, Shout out to Sazerac. They also sponsored uh, our party this weekend along with Aykroyd's. Oh, and this is a Sazerac. Yep. Sa- they, this was one of the cocktails we and, had. And this is one of the um, – 1792 is the uh, the distillery that had their barrel house collapse, yes, right? They had half oh. collapse and then the other half. <laughs> yeah, that was on oh. uh, 4th of July, which yeah. – uh, you know, sad day for America uh, because of that. I was c- half expecting this bottle to be very expensive, but um, I don't think it's changed things yet. No, it was forty two dollars. Yeah. Um, but what was so funny about that is when all the news started breaking, it was shared in all the bourbon groups, and then as it went on to day two, day three, day four, and like you know, your grandmother sharing it on Facebook, the bourbon groups were like, <laughs> "Yeah, we got it. The barrel house exploded." <laughs> It's a tragic, tragic turn no, of events. it started tragic, and then it was just like, you know, news overload. Yeah, right. So. Um, but, you know, I wish them all the best, 1792. Hopefully they'll, they'll bounce back from this. I don't know what kind of investment that possibly could have been or the age of the stuff inside that, that barrel house. Um, this bottle's very good. Um, I was talking to the owner of Keg & Wine, uh, Chris, and he was saying that um, a lot of the uh, single barrel uh, store picks for 1792 are uh, foolproof, which um, clock in around 64 to 69 percent ABV. And he was saying that it was not even in his wheelhouse because it's like you can drink one pour of it mm-hmm. and you're pretty much right done for the night. Uh, he likes to drink more than that, so he said he went with the lower proof. Uh, this is still stronger. It's a 40 49.3 percent. Um, it's pretty smooth though. Yeah, it's smooth. So, um, and how does that affect price? If you're if you're going up eighteen percent more in booze, that's probably a pricier bottle. Then I think it is. Um, I seventeen ninety two is really affordable, regardless. Yeah. I, I think on the high end, the the the, the foolproof b- bottle I bought from a store out in Ann Arbor was maybe in the sixty dollar range, okay. which is totally reasonable. Mm-hmm. So there's that. N- next, we have the was it Channel Four? Channel, click, on click, on Detroit. Detroit. click on Detroit. Channel Ten four. best. Mexican restaurants in in Southeast Michigan. It says uh, uh, in Metro Detroit. Metro Detroit, according okay. to Vote for the Best. 
And let's let's go from ten to one. Ooh, let's number do it. Ten. Uh, we have a. Now I haven't eaten at many of these places. N- neither have I. Okay, but uh, but I will I will point out the ones that I have. Okay. So are we going to read it off? We, why don't you start yeah, from the bottom? Start from ten. That's what he said. <laughs> why don't you start from one? Then <laughs> I'm not going to start the winner. <laughs> All right. So uh, for those that are listening that aren't familiar with Southwest Detroit, Southwest Detroit is where a lot of Mexican Hispanic immigrants came back in the 1970s or so, 1960s, and shut, set up some shop there. And so that became known as Southwest Detroit, where majority of, uh, you know, a lot of mom and pop style, uh, Hispanic uh, restaurants, not just Mexican, but Hispanic restaurants have uh, um, found their homes. So three of the uh, ones on here are from Southwest Detroit. So before we go there, do you believe that all of the Mexican restaurants in Southwest Detroit are good? No. Okay. Because I feel like there's definitely some you walk in that are kind of like the tourist traps. Yeah. No, there there are. And I would go uh, even so far to say that a lot of the places... I hate to say it, but the the food truck places that are set up um, are they're tasty, but they're so suspect because they don't follow all the health rules that need to be followed. Yeah, but if you go to Mexico, though, isn't That's that just more it. a little authentic? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> are they grandfathered in for some reason? Like, no, what, oh. they're just there's you know Detroit doesn't have uh, probably Wayne County overall doesn't have enough health inspectors that are trained and qualified. Uh, to give a really good health inspection. This is why that Popeyes can uh, oh my God. <laughs> flourish, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, being in and out of the industry for so long, I, I would very much like to see like a, a grade type system that when you get to a place. Like in but, Chicago? Yeah. I think Yelp yeah. is doing that now. Right. So you can, Yelp now you can talk, you know, cleanliness as you can review places on their cleanliness. Really? Yeah. Well, because they had three three things you could put stars on. So I wonder if they added a fourth for cleanliness. I think that's a new one. Huh. But if you're not in the back, so a lot of the health people I know that have gone in the back of these places and, you know, see food that's left out or mm-hmm. like dust on things and this and that. So, you know, I feel like you look uh, at bathrooms too. And if you got kind of a sketch bathroom, you got someone that's not doing checks. Well, there's, yeah, I mean, and, and then it were proper rotation, proper cool. I mean, and you talk about, you know, food uh, pathogens and this and that, you know, cause of the most amount of disease. But but it's still, some of it's really tasty. <laughs> I'm not going to question that. I'm not going to question that. All right. So number 10, uh, in Southwest Detroit, Mexican Town Restaurant. I've never been there. Nope. I, 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 mean, I might have, but I don't remember the name. Yeah. Uh, number nine <laughs> in Southwest Detroit, Armando's. Okay. I've, I've been to Armando's. Uh, so. number eight. Um, uh, oh, this is a tie. <laughs> uh, Las Tortugas Taqueria and Mexican Village. So I've been to Las Tortugas. That's out in Shelby Township. That's a it's a small taqueria with a grocery store attached, similar to something you'd find in Southwest Detroit. All right. So and, and Mexican Village is right at the uh, uh corner of uh, right kitty corner from where the Huron Room yeah. used to be. Right. Thoughts? So I'm, that's the first one that's La, outside of Southwest. Las, Las Tortugas, yeah. my thought. Um, Fine. I, I, it's been, I mean, so, so it's probably been 10 years since I've been there, so it's been around. So that says something about it. Was there a gordita um, on the menu? No, uh, no, but they did have like lengua and, and cabeza and like okay. those types of those tongue mm-hmm. and had and those yeah, types yeah. of uh, meats on there. So there was a, um, I was surprised to find something like that out in Shelby Township 10 years ago. Sure. Put sure. it that way. Uh, Mexican Gardens Restaurant in Southgate. 
No idea. Nope. Uh, Sochi Milko's in Southwest Detroit. So Sochi Milko's is a place that I grew up going to. My my uh, father would take us there um, uh, late nights. Uh, it's like a special excursion. Mm. I remember having the super nacho, uh, which is still on the menu there. It's th- the thing that I remember most about the Sochi Milko is their hot chips, oh, piping yeah. hot chips and the, salty, salty, and the super nachos just beef, cheese, jalapenos. That's that's it. Mm. I'll say this: I, until I was two, I grew up down the street from Sochi Milko. I grew up on Twenty Third and Bagley, and uh, just down the street. And until the Ambassador Bridge bought all the property there. All my family lived right there. So we grew up going to uh, Social Milko and Mexican Village and Mexican Town. And then when you get older, you kind of say, wow, I mean, they're, they are the Taco Bell of Mexican food for Mexicans. That's the best way I could put it. They, they, Taco Bell, Del Taco attracts all kinds of people, right? And they're like, oh man, I love this. I love this. I love this. And then you do a Mi Pueblo or something like, you walk into a place where no one speaks English and, you know, they're serving up Mexican food like you had when you're growing up in the kitchen. It's like totally different. But <laughs> it, it plays to an audience. You know, they're packed for a reason. If you put that restaurant in California, no. it wouldn't last. So Shimoko? Yeah. No. It's this – Detroiters love Americanized sure. Mexican food, specifically in the Midwest. But there's something about Detroit that I'd, authentic Mexican food is not – it's just not really a thing. So that's why places like Soji Milko are really successful. But that's I think that's part of our culture. We had a big debate about um, kind of the more ethnic cuisines not having a place that, you know, for the most part, if you really did like a high-end restaurant, it was always going to be American-y, bistro-y type food or steaks. And the kind of the debate that we did 10 or 20 podcasts ago was that there's no high-end um, ethnic food for the most part. And, and the fact In that our area. Because people don't want to pay for it. I mean, that's like the, the large part, like, um, and something like, uh, a Toplobampo that you have in, yeah. uh, in Chicago, right? Like a tasting menu, Rick, a Rick Bayless restaurant mm-hmm. with a tasting menu, which you can go in and drop, um, hundred, hundred, 150 bucks a person easy. Um, a Mexican restaurant around here trying to do that would, would probably struggle. Yeah. You gotta be careful though. You, the density, the sheer density is everything. Oh. So you know, you in Detroit, you have to, you don't have to, but making restaurants that are more approachable that people will eat at more frequently. So Tobla Bombo is unbelievable. But if you're a Chicago resident, you're going there once every six months, once a year, once every two years for an anniversary, something like that. So eating high-end Mexican food is not, uh, you know, I don't think it's in the wheelhouse of Detroiters every week or something like that. So I think we like more just all-American food. I think it's a little bit of a safer play as a restaurateur you know, to make sure that you can, you know, keep the doors open. Right. Occasion restaurants in Detroit are really challenging sometimes. So there's a kind of a joke uh, amongst like restaurateurs and what have you that, you know, when you become restaurant of the year, it's like the kiss of death because you end up going out of business like a year later. (laughs) And so because you just don't have the density. So you have to open up places, uh, you know, like like I have that are uh, a little bit more approachable, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we've done that on purpose uh, to make sure that, you know, you can keep the lights on. V- visit more than once a week, even like, you know. Yeah, it's a little more approachable, yeah. a little more Americanized. You know, yeah. some like Topo Bomb was unbelievable. It's actually one of my favorite restaurants in the country. Rick Bayless is uh, one of the, first of all, he's one of the greatest guys. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's one of the greatest chefs maybe in the world. But, you know, you can only eat high-end Mexican food so often, right? So 
you know, and, and also I think that our culture believes that Mexican food is a little bit more casual and, you know, you eat tacos with a Corona outside in the summertime. Yep. And so, um, you know, I don't know if, you know, the, our market would go for that, but it'd be awesome. Well, you, but even Rick Bayless has, uh, there's Frontera, which is a step Choco, down and know. Choco. Yep. And then another, he just opened a brewery, right? Like, uh, yeah, he has a lot of restaurants, yeah. but, but, but he, he, I mean, he has a restaurant at the airport now. Frontera but he, is he has such, yeah, he is such a big brand now and he's, he's, a uh, you know, everyone knows who he is. So, right. um, he has that cult following. Yeah. Well, we, we do have high end, uh, you know, downtown, like in the hood too, when, when Norberto opened up, uh, El Barzon, I mean, mm-hmm. granted that had an Italian twist to it too, but you're not going in there and you're, you know, the difference between that and like a Mi Pueblo, for example, where you're, it's kind of more street food style and you're paying street food pricing. Mi Pueblo on a Sunday is packed. You you got to wait to get in there on a Sunday from start to finish. And they have like 200 seats or something, it's huge. right? Yeah. yeah. And then El Barzon, if you don't have a reservation, uh, you know, hey, you got, you're waiting. And he did, even though he did, he had the extension on the back, you know, but you're going in there and you're, you're, you're paying a little bit more than you were paying at some of the other places. But, yep. you know, the shocking thing as we go through this list is that, it, it, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about the quality of where lists come from, but none of these places that we would put, you know, from our experience on the list isn't on this list. You know? so, okay, so keep so, going. Yeah, with the, yeah. So, so Shimoko is the last one. Uh, number five, El Charo and St. Clair Shores. Okay. Been there a hundred times. Uh, four, Pancho's Tacos and Meat Shop in Wixom. Okay. Hmm. I'm intrigued that it's a meat shop, too. Yeah. Um, three. Car- Carniceria. Is that his? Carniceria. That's what it would be called in the Southwest. Uh, out of Belleville, Hidalgo Authentic Mexican Restaurant. And you know it's authentic because it's in the title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two, Mr. Miguel's Mexican Cantina and Grill in Warren. I've been there. Yep. And the number one voted place for best Mexican in Metro Detroit is. Colossus Mojave Cantina. So I was going to grab okay. food from there, and I ran out of time. <laughs> uh, okay, so a couple things. Mr. Miguel's, um, I went there on a whim. I was driving through uh, 690, off of 696. Um, they have something on their menu called a Wacky Taco, which obviously is not authentic. Um, it's uh, basically a double-decker with processed cheese sauce on the one layer. Oh, <laughs> wrapped no. around. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's Tex-Mex, right? Like, and, and so the vast majority of those I don't even know if that's Tex-Mex. I just think that's American. American. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and, and, and I'm, I'm probably totally wrong with saying like Tex-Mex is something I just lump in like Americanized Mexican food. Yeah. And, and that's not right. The tex, because, it's more Tex than Mex. Yeah. Because Tex or is. Or it's more American than either, yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, and, and so, uh, uh, the, okay. So a couple things about this list, right? First thing you said at the beginning is it's voted on by... It's yeah. like the best of Detroit voting. So this is the public voting, right? Well, ass- assuming oh. it's the public. Assuming. assuming. And also- Did you uh, vote? I didn't. Because, did you? I didn't but I do that. have a funny story about the voting in a second. Okay. The second thing to remember is uh, these restaurants can promote themselves to get votes. Sure. And the vast majority of places Hold like- Hold on. What do you mean promote themselves? So like they on can Facebook, share it? Yeah. Okay. Can say, well, you paying. can offer discounts. Okay. I mean, we, you know, Ooh. stuff like that. Yeah. If you vote, show us that you vote for us and you get a free taco or whatever. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I received a phone call at Ackroyd's yesterday from the company that is handing out the plaques for these uh, yes. for these awards. Like our. Um, we didn't win. We, we, we came in f- 
the top five in ethnic bakeries. Oh, oh I was going to say Scottish bakeries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <For> top <laughs> five Scottish bakeries in the Metro Detroit area. And uh, and they said that we could have a plaque saying that we were a we were nominated as as the best ethnic mm-hmm. bakery. And I and so you I got two or, or three or four or five. Yeah. And I was like, I, I don't want that as in my bakery. Like he's like, oh no, a lot of places love having this. Like just that they're nominated. I was like, I if I didn't win, I don't want it. So I'll trump you on that. When I own, oh, oh, <laughs> no, it's funny. No, it's funny because <laughs> it was a Trump cocktail. So when we, I, I just thought of that. Um, when I did the the, the hour cocktail in the world, uh, when I did the the hour uh, cover <laughs> with the uh, the Trump and the Hillary cocktail, uh, and that went through. I wasn't writing at the time. I was just it was just the cocktail that they got for me, and I got a call from the plaque guy saying, "Hey, would you like a plaque for your thing?" And I'm like, "No, yeah. I just took a photo." And those plaques are so fucking expensive. Like oh you, you, here's your five hundred dollar plaque. It's like I can have my I can have a printer do it for. 30, but some people, some people I know, raise their prices, I and mean, not necessarily restaurants, but some people I know raise their prices five percent because they can throw that little <laughs> title on, say they were best at Detroit, like Friends Hardware <laughs> that just has a list on their window that's like two thousand one oh, all the way to two thousand eighteen. Have you ever been to Hung Hua in Farmington Hills? Mm-mm. Hung Hua still. They have plaques everywhere. It's in their menu. <laughs> restaurant of the year 2002. And it's like unbelievable. That actually, talk about high-end restaurant. That's like a high-end Chinese restaurant. Yep. And I actually think it's it's my favorite Chinese food uh, in the area, uh-huh. you know. And their Peking duck's unbelievable. But it's funny because they still do talk about it. It's on every piece of marketing material. They're still talking about it. I, 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 haven't, I haven't been over by this area in about a year. But in Ann Arbor, there was, there's a... There's a restaurant right at South University and Church Street. It's a Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they had Chef John was the gold medal winner <laughs> from like... John. Oh, John yeah. <laughs> Chef John, gold medal winner from like 1981. And then it was like comma 1983, four, comma uh, 92. And then there was nothing, right? <laughs> so, and I didn't, go to, I didn't go to school there. I didn't go to school there until 91. <laughs> Right, but I was like, "Oh, eighty-two, eighty-one. Who, like, who gives a shit?" Right? This is so far old, and it's it, it that was like right up there, huge poster, right the front window, like <coughs> award winner, blah blah blah, from the eighties. <laughs> awesome. Like, Holding on to it. <laughs> are are we jaded? You know, maybe this is like a huge achievement for them to be the, part of this. The problem is, is that this a, a list of popularity by who calls in and stuff doesn't uh mean anything doesn't equate to uh you know one it doesn't to me it doesn't equate to a standard right because now you're you're picking the the most popular doesn't mean it's the, the best, best coupon right doesn't mean it's the best i mean oh i went to this because it's in the entertainment book in the what you know the entertainment i've book. never heard of it <laughs> i don't those, buy those it still exist i don't they do i don't buy it anymore because <laughs> i don't uh yeah anyways but i did and back in the day when I didn't know where to go eat, and I was like, oh, this is an entertainment book. And then you get there, and it's like, oh, I see why there's coupons. Yeah, 40 pounds of paper you can carry around with you everywhere you go. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> but, I mean, so that's part of it. There's no standard. Uh, so you're not picking the best. You're picking what was most popular at the time of the vote. Right. Right? Yep. And that does, But now someone else is reading this going, oh. Exco Exco you know, <laughs> a place you walk in and you're like, you know, sounds so authentic. They ask you what you want to eat as you're standing in line, and by the time you get to your table, two minutes later, it's, it's like the there. food here. I was like, wait, how did, how did you cook that so fast? And trust me, I ate there 
<laughs> when I worked in Southwest Detroit, they're like every week. It's I called mean, turning tables, man. I just you gotta I turn just the tables. You know, and and you kind of run to your car like, real quick, <laughs> like depending on the time. You're like, all right, everyone ready? And you just run, and you just, right? You know, but you know, now it's like you have your choices, and you got so many different, you know, uh, places for a vato to go, right? And, it's, and I, I, we, a lot of us gravitate to like me, Pueblo. It's been a family place now for a while, and uh, it just feels authentic and real. And I mean, I could rattle. So, Mi Pueblo, Los Altos, uh, oh, Taqueria El Rey, El Asador, Nascimento, yeah. um, these places in Southwest Detroit specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not even, I mean, Zach, we're not even talking about Max, which is your your place that you, ha- you have two locations, right? Yeah. Uh, one in uh, Great Lakes Crossing and one in, uh, on Telegraph there. Yeah, Bloomfield. Uh, Bloomfield. Um, Kind of explain what, what what's the concept at Max? It, Max is totally Americanized. I mean, it's more about it's more fun. Uh, it's about the, the atmosphere, and um, you know, they're not traditional tacos. Um, but I also don't. Again, talking about like, is there a market for that? So Max is not meant to be really a traditional restaurant, and I think a lot of Mexican restaurants like have a problem with like balancing food, like you know, salt and acid, and just. Just the basic fundamentals, like especially, I mean, in our area. And I think that's, you know, like just I feel like all the guacamoles need like tons of acid and tons of salt and they're a little bit flat sometimes. And so um, but but, you know, when you talk about traditional Mexican restaurants, like I know from owning Mex, most people who eat at the restaurant want a flour tortilla. And if you go on the West Coast, like it's not even a thing. It doesn't even exist. And so. It's just funny because our tacos naturally come on corn um, and, you know, everyone asks for flour. So now we sell more flour tortillas than we do corn tortillas. And so it's really interesting because if you were to go on in different parts of the country, it, there's no way. It, like they don't even have flour as an option. But in the Midwest, specifically in our area, I think people want that, you know, uh, ground beef, uh, you know, cheddar cheese, deep fried, deep fried yeah. taco. Now, by the way, it's delicious. Like my mom mm-hmm. would make that with a little Taco Bell seasoning packet. And I like, <laughs> I still crave it to this day. It's actually, it might be my favorite taco because I grew up on it. But, um, so, so it's just interesting because I don't know if, if there's a big market for traditional Mexican food. So our Mexican restaurant is, uh, it's very Americanized and it's fun and funky and Alex, you know, Alice in Wonderland. And, um, that's kind of the, the spirit of of what it is. So it and it it's interesting you have that viewpoint because every time that I've gone there, I found it to be aside from the staffing, which is definitely not your you know Southwest Detroit staffing. I find it to be more uh, than some of these um, you know more popular places that we're rattling off in the list because trying to be more what I feel it's been more authentic to me. Uh, well, I mean, in the, the gua- it might be the they, I mean, I like the, ch- the chilies are all authentic. All the salsas are made from scratch. But you know, there's things like uh, we'll do, like in our uh, that that I'll add as a chef. So, for example, like in our tomato, we don't get the best tomatoes all year round here in Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. And so, how do you make fresh salsa? Well, I won't use canned tomatoes, so we add a little bit of um, MSG mm. um, to you know brings out the umami in the tomatoes. So there are things that like. I'll do as a chef, be, but but I don't think that at Sochi Milko they're like, well, the tomatoes are kind of shitty right now, and so we're going to add some umami, you know. And so I, I because oh, they're probably using canned tomatoes. Yeah, well, probably, but I don't want to say. But, from, but do people get headaches from, from your salsa? No, first of all, MSG <laughs> is like oh, I, MSG is like so cool right now. Yeah. I mean, it's been cool for a while. I mean, David yeah. Chang has it yeah. on his tables, like 
like in a salt shaker. And it's having a resurgence, I feel like. It it, is. MSG yeah. is all that, all these, those articles from like the 90s and whatever, it's all bullshit, yeah, obviously. Right. Because yeah, yeah. one person but, said, oh, <laughs> uh, I have all anecdotal evidence here. That's amazing. That uh, just, you know, it gave, um, me, it gave me a headache and I have no idea. I must say Chinese food. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So, so t- tell me, tell me uh, the door. The door. So I, t- I take my little three year old there, right? Yeah. And I tell him all the time, like, this is where the giants eat. Yeah. Well, the reason is 40 feet high, so I can fit my head. <laughs> so that's that's why we made it that way. Uh, I don't know. It's like, it was the first thing. I'm like, I want, well, first of all, when I bought it, when I bought the building, it was a big boy. And so I wanted, Whoa. I wanted to take away big boy's hamburger and replace it with a taco and spray paint him gold. I don't know why, but I just did. <laughs> but someone, they bought the big boy. Like someone, they they auctioned off the big boy before I could do that. So, but oh, before wow. I decided that I want big boy holding a taco, I knew I wanted a 40 foot door. For big boy knocker. to go in. Well, for big boy to go in, of course, <laughs> naturally, naturally. I don't know why. So, so that was like the first thing. And then from there, I'm like, holy shit, like this huge door. I'm like, let's just have everything over the top and kind of ridiculous. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's that's where the big door and all the kind of funky design and decor came from. It's interesting because we, um, I know I've been having this debate with a couple people about who kind of has the best tequila selection and who's going to be the one that really says we're the agave bar in the area. And I hear Mex come up a lot. You got a really we have killer 100, list, hundred and six tequilas. Yeah. And I don't um, think a lot of people know that. Yeah, our, our tequila section is or Sick. selection is it's, yeah. it is really good. And uh, now we're doing flights of tequila and. Um, you do like uh, you know at least four different kinds of margaritas. It's a standard. Yeah, our margaritas are those are really good. Our juice is fresh, squeezed every single day. And I think that's another thing that, like some of the Southwest. traditional Southwest mm-hmm. Mexican restaurants, you go and you have this this margarita shit mix, yep. Yep. which is all citric <laughs> yep. acid. Yep. I'm sorry, I'm totally a snob. I'm no, like totally... no. I did a list for Yelp. And this okay. is exactly what I talked about. So, yeah. so it's like uh, what I mean, and so ours is. Um, you know, it's all fresh juice. Everything's fresh. So we put, um, we actually do a mixture of orange, lemon, and lime because I think it's better balance because the lime's a little bit much. And our, our rim is uh, half sugar, half, half citric acid. I'm sorry, a third citric acid, a third sugar, and a third salt. Hmm. So we do a mixture and I think it, it's balanced well. And so, yeah, our margaritas, there are, they're pretty they're pretty dope. And even our, our well tequila is, you know, like Herradura, which is really high, Whoa, which is pretty yeah, high yeah, quality yeah, yeah. tequila. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm proud of those. I I actually think that's a that is one of the biggest problems with the south, uh, you know the south uh, southwest southwest uh, Mexican restaurants in, in Detroit. Well, a lot of a lot of for the the people that I know from Southwest, I mean they are all Bud Light beer drinkers, and so a lot of the restaurants if they can't support it, if they're catering to the people in the in the community, the people in the community aren't really drinking, you know, what the people in the destination kind of thing are going to do, like in I mean, it literally every every one of them. They're all, they, if they don't have Bud Light, like forget about it. That's, <laughs> it's not it's not working for that place. But so I think that's part of it because they got to cater to part of their people. But then you look at a place like uh, Albert Zone, and you know he's got a pretty decent wine menu, and he builds up his bar. His, but I haven't been to the new place yet. But uh, you've been L- to place, L- right? Lenoria, yeah. I mean, they have a uh, a mezcal negroni on the menu. Like have a good, pretty decent cocktail list. Uh, no one's doing mezcal well. No, even I mean, even Sugar House and uh, Standby, they don't have a ton of them. No, I mean, there's not that many in the book, right? There's yeah. twenty two last twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, I yeah. mean, I, I it always tastes like band aids to me a little bit. 
You know what? It, it depends. If you're if you're used to kind of some of the, the meh ones. I yeah. mean, Joe and I have really seeked I, out. I feel like I yeah. get a lot of Band-Aid ones. Yeah. There's some really good Am ones. Am I the fact. only one on this Band-Aid island? Am I? <laughs> Do you smell the Band-Aids when you... I, I mean, I'll... I like it, but sometimes the cheap mezcals, they think they smell like Band-Aids. Oh, cheap mezcals are the worst. Yeah. Um, but you, I mean, you drop the, you got to drop 80 to 100 bucks though. Yeah, and for good. you get good stuff. Yeah, yeah, like the ones I bought in Cabo and brought back were uh, between ninety and one hundred and thirty a bottle. Yep, those Vagos were pricey that we yeah. had in Chicago. Yep, yep. So, um, yeah, there's not a lot of great uh, the Dumagui and what else is even Montalobas. Montalobas. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so okay. So Max wasn't even your first concept, right? So Social was the yeah. first restaurant you opened. That was in yep. Birmingham. Yep, that's in Birmingham. Um, and I and, used to work over right on top. Yeah. In the, uh, what is that, the Palladium building? Okay. Oh, no, down the road. Down the road, but close. Okay. Because we were at social all the time. So t- talk about that as your first concept. Uh, so I was uh, 25 years old when I started that, and uh, so and I, was, I was a young- Before that, though, yeah. you started, you had a catering company, right? Yeah, I still okay. do. So we- You still do? Yep, okay. yep. So I started, I went to CIA in New York, okay. Honors of America, and then I started a- catering company because i ultimately wanted to open a restaurant but i didn't have any money uh-huh. so I, I was living at my parents house saving money doing catering for just all kinds of uh different corporate uh, companies and weddings and what have you and so um you know i saved up enough money to open my first restaurant um and so i opened up social kitchen and bar in birmingham okay we had a rooftop and uh i think everyone's still mad at me the city's really mad at me i think Still, um, yeah, you know, we we took the bistro license, and you know, it's supposed to be sixty five seats, and we have like uh, one hundred and forty or something, and so okay. um, I think you know, it 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 was kind of a. So talk th- about the bistro license. What was the other license like? So so there's a there, there's there's a a moratorium on liquor licenses in Birmingham. They okay. only have a certain amount, and so the city was trying to promote development and so the, so a liquor license in Birmingham is $650,000. So if you're a small restaurant operator, you can't afford that, no. right? That's to the city or that's on secondary market? Uh like are you buying that from someone else? Or you're, is bu- that- you're buying from someone else, but there's only X amount. Sure. I, I don't actually know the number. Okay. Um and so but there's no more. So the city was trying to promote, you know, development, so they came up with this bistro license. Well, it pissed off all the classy liquor owners yeah. who paid like like Dick O'Dowd, who paid $650,000 for the license. And so, you know, it worked. And so you could only have 65 interior seats, but you get as many exterior oh. seats as you wanted. So I built the rooftop and we went out to the side and what have you. And so, um, you know, they kind of changed the rules after us. Um, but, you know, so now we have this 140, 150 seat restaurant um, in the summer. And then we enclose <laughs> part of it with temporary uh, what's called eyes and glass. Uh-huh. And so... All the classy liquor licenses, it's you know the 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 they're afraid the bistro license devalued, you know it devalued their license, which it it kind of did, but it, it worked. So the development came to the city, and uh, all these restaurants opened, like mine and and Townhouse and Market, and um, there's an you know another five or seven of them or what have. Arguably, some of the best restaurants, though. I mean, they're the ones that are kind of innovating and doing cool new stuff. When yeah, you look so, at Dick O'Dowd's, who tried to launch whatever nonsense they just recently did, and their food still sucks. And I'm not, I'm not asking you to well, comment on that. But, no, they're they're a bar, and yeah. Uh, you know, y- yeah. So it, they're, I don't, I don't think they're uh, a food first company or anything like that. But it's interesting. So, so yeah, so it it, it totally worked. Um, but it's kind of 
it, it's such a weird license. The city is very finicky about it. And when you when you read through like the laws, uh, you're not this is you're not allowed to have live music or magic. <laughs> so you can have the booze, but no live music and no magic. So that was well, really that's, so that's that was disappointing. Why'd you open a business without magic? Well, actually, so, so no, no bullshit. Before I was a chef, I was I had a I was a magician. No, I, I, I swear, I, 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 I actually I can't make this up. You ever been to Stage Deli on Orchard Lake Road? Yeah, yeah. I used to do tableside magic no, there you... when I was eleven years. Of course, yeah, I'm a nice Jewish boy. Yeah, so I used to do tableside magic and collect tips from all the old, you know, older, old, older folks, all the blue hairs. And so I was totally a magician. I would do kids' birthday parties, no joke. And so then I decided I was done with the magic. I went to culinary school. <laughs> so yeah, I was really disappointed with the no magic in Birmingham. But anyway, so, um, so okay. I, I had to focus on the food. So I, I don't want to like delve too deep into conspiracy theories, but you opened two other restaurants in Birmingham, right? Yep. Uh, Arthur Avenue, Alcochon. That's the ones we worked on. Now, yes. Uh, those two had a very short life, disaster. But, but yeah, you tried very hard to get them to let you open a patio outdoors, right? Yeah, and they denied that. Yeah, was there any type? And you don't have to comment either way, but yeah, of course, I don't. Was I'm, there I'm pettiness fine. from social? Uh, or, or some? By, by the way, there there might be. Uh, okay, I don't know if anyone will ever admit to that, but it, it, it's interesting. You go into. You know, different towns are are very different, and Birmingham they're definitely sticklers. I'm a Birmingham resident, and and they're they're tough. I'm, but but the city has you know it's beautiful, it's it's kept up well, what have you. Um, but it's interesting they're they're losing the market share to Detroit right now. So Detroit is, I mean, you could open up a bur- you could open up a restaurant in Birmingham. We were so bu- social was so busy, okay. Like we we didn't even know how to handle all the guests when we opened up back in 2012. I, I had no idea what I was doing because it, it was cool just, and neat and exciting. Yeah, and it was it was nuts. But now what's happened is so many restaurants have closed in Birmingham, and everything's moving towards Ferndale mm-hmm. and Detroit, mm-hmm. and um, you know other you know funky cool parts of Detroit. And I think what have you. Royal Oaks challenged with this too as well. Yeah, Royal Oaks got more challenges than just uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know it's um. One of the one of the things that we count on Birmingham is you know the the outdoor space like you that's where you you make your money in Birmingham in the summertime, and so without the patio you know those those restaurants uh, were challenging and also like when you're in the restaurant business you have to check a hundred boxes you miss a box you're fucked you're just huh. you're 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 out you're done whether it's price point whether it's marketing whether it's food quality whether it's location and and just certain th- you know you know how, like there are certain restaurants where they just they just work and they're busy. And you're like, what? What? It's this is in the middle of nowhere. It's not really good. The food is mediocre. What? What's happening here? What am I missing? And so, did you buy one of those places? D- what do you mean? Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> good good. Um, so, um, you know, there's that that happens a lot. And so anyway, I think this was this was a poor location. And I also thought I was uh, completely like untouchable. Like I thought I could just open up restaurants from like, ah, yes, this is mm-hmm. so easy. Just open a restaurant. And then I was humbled. Uh, have you seen renderings for the Mori? Do they have a patio? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, they're, they're actually, uh, well, so the Mori, the city is making go through the planning review process again now when they found out they had a dance floor. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not a magic floor. It's not a, so it's not should, a magic be, it should be easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I mean, is this Footloose? <laughs> 
there, there are some weird laws with dancing because they think it attracts hookers, bad people. <laughs> While you look at Glow, I don't know how many of you guys remember Glow from Ferndale. There was Glow? a stabbing oh. there. The gorgeous ladies of wrestling? No, no, no W. <laughs> it's right by my space, my rental space. That's no, why I know that was it. that's it, uh, not Glow pure. Was well, it, something it, it was po- something. It was something else before, but Glow was the problem. Glow. Yeah. Wow. Because that building's been for sale forever. And someone might be buying So no dancing, no magic. No DJs. No dancing, no magic, no DJs. No, yeah. There's a lot of no's. No fun. No fun. No fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is. It's it's really challenging. You can open a place called fun. It's, you know, big end. Like big end. Okay, so big end and a small let's, few. Let's go the exact opposite then, and let's, let's talk about Como's. Okay. Because Como's has, like, th- this really fun atmosphere that like you know it's like a party atmosphere it's got that incredible location um arguably Huge one deck. of the best locations yeah. in ferndale maybe maybe the best location in ferndale i think detroit but shit. detroit yeah i mean okay we can stick to ferndale i, I mean it, it's it's fantastic um, terrible food well oh, the pizzas were good oh. okay so first question that i have top of my head why are you keeping the name so um i love I love the Ferndale community. I just think it's it's so special. I think um, it's different than probably every community in Detroit. Um, I love how progressive they are. And I think that this restaurant, I, there, there are not many restaurants that have been around for 65 years. And so I, I the other restaurant that I have, Bo's, Bojack's, was around for that long. Um, and I, you know, you talk about the name. So I, uh, I mean, I kind of i made the decision with my partners but i was pretty emphatic about keeping the name comos and so it was when we kept the part of the bojack's name bose you know to pay mm-hmm. homage to it um it was it was i kind of you know got shit on for a while by people in the community you know you p- people come in there and they they would have expectations so that's one of the problems with you know keeping the name comos because towards the end obviously it had a poor reputation but Going back to the Ferndale community, I just think it was such a part of the the fabric, the culture, and so I I wanted to keep that. And and so many, you know, like there were the, the Ferndale community is so engaged. Like there's all these forums, and you know, just everyone's really engaged. I I didn't know that. So so my my the regional manager who who works with me, he lives in Ferndale. He's you know I'm reading these forums. I'm like, oh my god, people like really give a shit about this this town, and they write about, they talk about, and there's neighborhood groups and all this stuff. And so I'm like, you know what, we should, we should do this for them. And so that, you know, I was just kind of respecting the community because people were like, ah, is it going to be a Rite Aid or a CVS or whatever? And, and so or shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other rumor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I, I, we did it to kind of pay respect to the community, respect to the previous operators. Um, and I also like that it creates buzz. I like that we're discussing it and having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Why Comos? And so everyone knew it. And so, you know, I remember like when I opened up um, Max, um, people were like, for the first year, people were like, yeah, Max, you know, where the old big boy used to be. <laughs> and so, or it'd be like, oh, Bose, where Bojax was for 65 years. And so, um, or social, where Tokyo Sushi was, uh, if you remember that. Oh. Talk about tragedy. So, um, so it's going to be Como's where Como's was. It's going to be Como's where Como's was. And I just, uh, I think it's cool and it, and it worked. And so I, I, I don't think it's a mistake, but. And, and the sign. Oh, for sure. That's an iconic sign. sign. Yeah, but they. Now they, it's green though. It wasn't yeah, green they, before. Well, was it? it's so funny. They, they made, they took this beautiful neon sign and they converted it to LED, which is uh, LED is not cool. No. Neon's way cooler. Yeah. 
Is so, that what Leo's did in Royal Oak? Because like one day the Leo sign became like seventy times brighter. Well, it's LED is a lot cheaper. LED is a lot cheaper yeah. to run okay. and maintain and maintain. Yeah, you don't yeah. really have to do much. Yeah. So that's why they did it. And meanwhile, I'm gonna like change it back to neon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what what's the goal with? Uh, I mean, so you. I think there, there's enough time in between the closing and the reopening because you're not reopening until next year, right? Correct. Okay. So I mean, there's going to be enough of a gap to where you're just like, we're, we're so we're, we're new, we're new now. Like you're projecting that message message throughout the whole year, right? We're resetting, yeah. resetting. Yeah. Um, yeah so I mean, we. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Everything's going to be forgotten, right? For the most part. I mean, I I think so. I I think uh, it's so interesting when you talk about everyone thinks. So the health department shut down Comos. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the health department doesn't shut down many restaurants ever, like anywhere. And so when that happens, that means like- They you, didn't even you, shut down Popeyes. Y- yeah. Right. And that, that was- They yeah. didn't? I don't think it shut down. There was like video evidence I of think that. It just went and, a, and now a rap video too. Is there? Oh, yeah. So cold yeah. in the D. <laughs> so, so, so you have to get, I mean, things have to be pretty bad for the health department to shut you down. And what what's interesting is like people don't, they don't really want to hear about the narrative. They want to kind of make their own up anytime there's a health department issue. And so with Como's, it- Are you saying this from experience? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm happy to talk about that, by the way. Um, so what's interesting is that the the restaurants, like, there's no rodents. There's no rats running around. The the They just, their food handling procedures were just really poor. And so if you read the health department reports, it was like basic 101 stuff. I knew when I was 15 to 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 not store, you know, uh raw chicken above cooked chicken. Like shit like that. And so and look, that's a management issue. The, the they're they're all management they issues. All, right. They probably all think they're serve safe. Uh. All that's all that stuff. So this <laughs> yeah. is this is like any cheating on each other. Any basic time. operator would go in there and be like, "Okay, yes, no problem. Yeah, the the cooler has to can't be 46 degrees. Yeah, sure. So we have to get someone out here." So, I mean, that that's the that's what's going on as it relates to the cleanliness of the restaurant. It it just needs a sim, a decent operator to come in there and you know clean the place up. Little so, Clorox, yeah, a little Clorox, but it's it's actually it's got a pretty good shell, and most of it's the patio anyway. It's got mm-hmm. like a seven thousand square foot patio. Oh my and gosh. everything inside got sold off, right? Uh, I think no. Then they have a big auction. They had an auction, but I didn't know it was inside, so I made them stop. So I, 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 I didn't go inside and I'm like, well, you can't have an auction. There might be some good stuff in there. <laughs> and so um, anyway, what I ended up doing is we had a demo party with me and my friends and we just kind of broke shit. Oh, so man. that was, well, I always do that. You know, you buy a new building. It's, it's actually, it's Cathartic. pretty fun. Yeah. It, it's, it, it is. So. Well, I want to be your new friend for the next. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you want. Come in. You can break some shit over there. You can throw things through windows. It's, it's. No, I, I seriously, I want to. Ever since yeah. I saw Zombieland and we, in we, the movie, they broke all this shit in that one place. We had a, really um, break stuff. a restaurant I bought in, uh, Westland, uh, a bar I bought. We, we, there were a bunch of beer bottles. So we took our baseball bats and we were <laughs> pitching beer bottles and just smashing them in the restaurant before we did construction. So you need, it, it, it we need are, to hang out, man. Yeah. Anytime you want to come, just. You know, bring a baseball bat and there'll be some skunk beers for you to hit. <laughs> and sign the waiver. Uh-huh. So, so let's, uh, it, this weekend, right? FOMOs? Yeah, so, we, so we're opening up FOMOs. So yeah. sometimes I have these ideas which are just, they're more for my entertainment, I think, just because I think it's ridiculous. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey, maybe we should open up FOMOs. Well, people get it. And so fear of missing, missing out, right. obviously. Yeah. Um, 
And so I, it was I just... I did not get that. Yeah, well, that's... You're old, though. This is the problem. You're, you're not a millennial. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is the problem. Not a millennial. So, so yeah. that's kind of... Um, so we're opening up FOMOs, which is... We're opening up the patio. So I, like, filled the entire patio in with, like, I don't know, 10 tons of sand or something crazy. There's dump trucks putting sand in the patio. And we're reopening the bar. We totally cleaned it up. We gutted the bathrooms. And, um, you know, we, we sanitized, like, the whole patio. And so we got new coolers and the whole thing. And so we're just, we're serving, you know, inexpensive, uh, reasonably priced, you know, craft beer and cocktails. And um, for the for the next, I think, six to eight weeks or until summer's over. And it, it starts this Friday, August 3rd. And it's every it's every Thursday. This, this week starts Friday, but it's every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We have live music, DJs from 6 p.m. to Deep. 2 a.m. Magic. <laughs> Well, magic, yes, but magic—it's an inside VIP show, and you're just—you haven't, you're not invited. So. Maybe, maybe when they said magic in Birmingham, they meant like Magic the Gathering because they didn't want to. No, we're not cards. We are not card. going down that road. Um, when oh, is uh, did I hit a nerve? Lego boy. I had magic cards. I had lots of magic cards. Um, when is um, Wilbur Dream Cruise? Uh, is it? I think it's the second week. Uh, second week. Um, so are you going to be doing FOMOs for that? Yeah, I don't. I don't even think we've decided. Okay, um, I know that's gonna, like super prime real yeah, estate. Yeah. Um. So so I'm sure we'll be open for that, but right now it's just a uh, could be like magic bag and shut down. That 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 could. <laughs> the they, whole, they don't do anything. They have a sign up and like saying like, "Hey, you know, go home, everyone," or something like that. Hmm. <laughs> like on the marquee. I think yeah. Well, we have, I have a we have a chicken restaurant, fried chicken restaurant down the street. And I think uh, Gus's. Yeah, we did pretty well uh, last year for the Dream Cruise. So I think, I think maybe we'll we'll open up FOMOs for that. Cool. And, and Gus's is one of those. Con- you have two Gus's in the area now, right? or more than that. We have three Gus's three. in this area, but some opening up in other areas. So you have uh, Detroit. Uh, is that Birmingham? The, the, no, or it's, Royal uh, it's Royal Oak. It's Royal Oak. Yep. And then what's your third one? Uh, third one's in. We have Westland, Detroit, Royal Oak, and then okay. we have one in Chicago. That's, that's another. That's a great concept. Thanks. I mean, the, the fried chicken's excellent. Yeah, totally different company than peas and carrots, but you know, we own we own both of them, and uh, it is it's it's the best fried chicken in the world. I think. I actually I have to believe say, that. I was saddened to find out they cook everything in peanut oil. Are you allergic? My son is. Um, you so. need to adopt a new child. <laughs> so uh, there's, a, there's a few places that we have to avoid, and we were on a trip on the way over there, and uh, and then you know you're looking and it's like, oh, is that just part of your regiment to ask about that? Always, I have yeah. to. It's pretty to. scary. Yeah, I mean, there's there, there's five guys, is all peanut oil. There's uh, not uh, uh, burgerfy maybe or something like that. It's all peanut oil. Uh, it's good at frying peanut oil. It's delicious. I'm High sure smoke it is. point, delicious right. flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the the Como's menu, these Beaumont's be, pretty pizza, pasta, s- yeah. similar. Yeah, Como's menu will be it'll be similar. I you know I think when you look at something like I said in the restaurant is you have to check a hundred boxes, and so someone's already checked those boxes for me for sixty five years, and so I'm not gonna like open up a, a dim sum place or something. Um, which is like that my actually favorite sound food. really good. Actually. It is like my favorite food. My need- fingers are not nimble enough, by the way, for that kind of <laughs> you know. Um, so so you know, I someone's already done the legwork, and again, it's paying homage to like the community and that restaurant and the previous operators, and so. But I'm actually doing a Detroit style pizza, so I am. I grew up on buddies, and I I think I've I've figured it out. Um, 
and sounds like a challenge. It's going to be square pizza. Well, you got to come check it out because it is like this pizza is insane. So I'll, I'll have you guys uh, once the pizza ovens are up and running. I'll have you to come come Perfect. taste it. And what else is on the horizon? Is that the focus for the next yeah, year? Yeah, what haven't we talked about? I feel like you just there's every five seconds there's a new restaurant. Uh, there's there's eleven of them now. Jesus. So I mean, it's uh, only twenty six. Uh, now, well, now I'm older. I'm thirty. <laughs> I'm thirty two now. Um, and you have one in so one in Grand Rapids, right? Yep. And one in Chicago. Yep. And we have some some gusses, and we're opening up some more gusses and gusses like outside of Michigan. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cleveland and uh, another a second gusses in Chicago. Uh huh. So, you know. We're, uh, yeah, we're, 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 we're doing things. It's cool. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm cautious about opening up full scale restaurants cause there's so many opening and, uh, it's a little scary. Um, because I think, our, you, you know, that there's only so many people in mm-hmm. our market. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of calculating the, the moves we make for the full scale restaurants. So, so let, let's go through all of this. Social in Birmingham. Yep. Uh, social in Grand Rapids. Yep. Bows. You got it. That's in Bloomfield, Bloomfield, Bloomfield Township. Bloomfield Township. Right next to my um, dentist. Max, one more time, is at Great Lakes Crossing. Yep, what? Great Lakes Crossing. And Bloomfield. And Bloomfield, yeah. And Bloomfield. Uh, Bernie's Lunch and Supper, that's in Chicago. Yep. Uh, you have, what am I missing? Then there, there's the Gus's. The Gus's. Como's. We went through that. Como's and Ferndale. Yeah. And the catering Fomo's company. And the catering company. Yeah, which is actually like, so that that's... That's like that's my baby. That's how I started, and so that okay. we do all these all kind of cool, funky events for Detroit. We do a lot of work for uh, Dan Gilbert's different companies. Mm-hmm. We do uh, Tesla. We do Ford. We do you know all a lot. Most of the higher end stuff, cutting edge cuisine does, and um, so we're working on right now opening up a huge twenty thousand square foot venue in Detroit to to do wow. events and weddings, and uh, it's going to be badass. Is there one place people can find you online? Or is all separate? Uh, Craigslist. No, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> misconnection. Under magician. Yeah, under yeah. magician misconnections. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Uh, do you have like a person? Do you have an Instagram account that people? No, can follow? I, no. I'm, I'm anti. So I'm kind of an anti. I'm anti-social. I don't do media. social media. I'm the so, only millennial. I'm technically a millennial. You have a Facebook page. People can. No, follow. I don't. I actually had a. I had a Facebook page in order to create a Tinder profile. <laughs> And so my only friend is this is real. This is real life right here. My only friend is my mother, by the way. So I'm gonna unfollow you now. Uh, I don't, so, so I don't have social media. Okay, so look up Zach Sklar. Yeah. All right. Peas and carrots, hospitality, yeah. all the restaurants you've gone through. Zach, thanks cool. for being with us. Best Thank of you. luck in the future. Thanks, guys. Until next time, dine well, friends.